You are listening to an infusion of nerd enlightenment. You are now entering the Power Bomb Nation. All right, everybody, welcome to the Power Bomb Nation. I have a very, very special guest with me, Mr. Jason Shepard himself. How are we doing tonight, Jason? I am doing so well. It is a Friday night. I've got cold beer, got my old friend. What, what do I need? Right. Not much more than that. So, right. so let's preface this conversation so everybody out there gets a good feel for it. Me and Jason have been friends since I want to say first grade. I was thinking first grade the other night, actually. Yeah, it wasn't kindergarten. No, no, I got held uh, back I in first grade. So that's how okay. I wound up in that class. <laughs> okay. Well, that that's one good side to it, I guess, is that I got to, yeah. Yeah, first grade was our, um, was when, right. we, uh, when we met, yeah. So that's 40, almost, well, 35, 35, 36 years that we've yeah. known each other. That officially makes you like, my longest running friend that I'm still in contact with. Wow. You're definitely one of mine. I, I can't think of too many more actually. So yeah. Yeah. There's only like two other people that are on that list, but I don't stay in contact with them anymore. Yeah. Well, this is the, I'm, I'm honored. So So, (laughs) thank you. Thank you for, for having me. So. Oh, you're most welcome. Um, So me and Jason always connected. We had a mutual love for all kinds of things uh, that were, nerd culture way before they were really cool uh you know things such as ninja turtles star wars a lot of ninja turtles i remember going on oh yeah so um tell the power bomb nation a little bit about yourself jason well um i am one of dwight's oldest friends i am an illustrator i go under the name jason shepherd artworks that's with an x um i've been doing a lot of uh i guess the past like three or four years really um, focusing on my art and, and, um, doing a lot of commission work, a lot of projects. Um, I just did for, for you trauma nerds out there that might be familiar with like the toxic Avenger. I just did their official, um, 2022 trauma dance film festival poster. So I got to illustrate that. That was a super cool experience. Um, and, um, just do a lot of stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, and that comes after my full-time job. So I get the full-time job out of the way. And then I come home at night and stay up until like 12 or one at night, every night doing that stuff. So yeah. Um, still into the nerdy stuff. Like uh, Dwight said, you know, some things never change. Um, and, and really um, yeah, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, you and I would have gotten tripped in the hallways for like, <laughs> but now, now the guys that did the tripping, like they love this stuff now. So we, we have been cool like the whole time. And they just, uh, they're just now catching up. So. Right. Right. That's why yeah. I tell my daughter, she's like, well, daddy, you're not a nerd. I was like, oh no. Yes, I am, honey. I was like, well, I'm proud to be one. <laughs> there are many, many levels to this nerddom. We're just the cool ones. So, right. So what, what yeah. are you sipping on tonight? Oh, it always varies tonight is a Coors Light kind of night. So I mean, I've been going like, su- like, Ultra light beers are my thing now. So like, cause I can't drink like a freaking Budweiser anymore or anything. It's like light or ultra light. So like Mick Ultra is a good one. Like I'm always, uh, I'm just getting old and I can't do it anymore. Like I used to. So yeah. So. Right on. Well, I got the ever fashionable handcrafted Virgil's root beer. 
going on tonight. Uh, Very nice. uh, Four pack at Kroger. I don't I don't drink very much anymore, so I like to uh, partake in a in a little beer of the root, so to speak. That's yeah, yeah. So um, I got to start out with with a big question. Have you been watching any of the Star Wars, the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba Fett? You know, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, my gosh. Why not? Listen. And this is probably the wrong person to say this to, but you're going to be like, you know what? Just end the call now. We're done. But like, (laughs) I, um, man, like my love for Star Wars kind of diminished over the past, I don't know six seven years i just like i didn't hate or well i didn't hate the sequels i just i don't know i kind of i kind of put star wars movies in there with marvel movies now and this is just my personal opinion i'm just kind of sick of all of it and um looking back on the on the sequels to star wars i didn't really like I liked them at the time. I was like, "Oh, that was so good." And then the more time I have to to marinate on it, I'm like, ah, "I don't know." <laughs> but Everything's am, good when you walk out of the theater. Exactly. But I am hearing really great stuff about Mandalorian and Boba Fett. So, why well, would yeah. it? Boba Fett was eh, it furthered it served its purpose. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Mandalorian, fantastic. Watch the Mandalorian. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing the same. Okay. Yeah. Hold on, hold on one second here. I gotta. All right. All right. Thank you. Let's see. Oh, well, we weren't, I never paused it to begin with. So, uh, yeah, okay. I was wondering. So, it's a little, little editing magic to go on there. So, um, back to our heat got kicked on and it wouldn't turn off. So, it got to like 72 in here and my wife's freaking out. Mm, yeah, it's a little. Uh, and there's my dogs in the background. It yeah, never fails. I, I get it. I totally got get it. four dogs. We had two cats. Both the cats have passed away now. And then a five-year-old. I got a 21-year-old. So it's a. Uh, That's wild to hear you say you have a 21-year-old. Yeah, That's right. So crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back to it. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Watch The Mandalorian. If nothing else, The Mandalorian is worth the watch. And it will renew your faith in Star Wars. That little guy there has become oh, my absolute. I got more of Grogu than I have anything else. Star Wars. He's ridiculously cute. Oh yeah, no, I mean he's adorable. Him, like I him. tried, I tried not to fall for it at first, but I was like, I can't help it. Like he is so. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. Wait, you check it out when you get a chance. But let's talk about something I know you're super passionate about. Uh oh, and it's the Probably one thing it probably is Ghostbusters. It's the one thing that I always tell everybody and they freak out when I tell them, I'm like, I probably have a deeper love of Ghostbusters than I do for Star Wars. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's my jam, man. So what did you think of Afterlife? Uh, it was <laughs> it was phenomenal, man. I thought it was so good. Like, there, there was no better way I think you could have pulled off a a sequel like a part three a true part three no better way to do it than the way jason reitman did it like um i mean it was just such a heartfelt and i knew it was going to be emotional but like i i wasn't expecting that much emotion to like just you know and uh i'm not gonna lie like the last 20 minutes of the movie it's kind of 
it's hard to keep it together. Oh, really dude, is. I didn't keep it together. I you cried when it. I seen the Ecto one for the first time. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. It brings back, it's, it does such a really good job of just bringing back like the nostalgia. I'm talking with the, the musical cues, the sound effects, the everything. All these little things are hitting you. And you're like, okay. But it also does such a good job of like standing on its own and telling its own story and furthering what could now be a future like for Ghostbusters. So like, I mean, I just, I had no complaints, literally no complaints. Um, It was so good. So I got one big controversy I'll bring up that, that I found that I don't think anyone else has hit on. And uh, I'll get your take on that for a few minutes, a couple minutes, but who was your favorite character out of the new, out of the new movie? Uh, Phoebe played by McKenna Grace. I mean, she killed that movie. Everybody was fantastic in it. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, I heard a lot of complaints. Well, I, well, kid Ghostbusters, this is stupid. But you know what? No, I absolutely welcome all four of these, these, these new kids as the future Ghostbusters. And I really like the uh, Logan Kim as podcast. Yes, yes. That was, was my awesome favorite. Too. But Phoebe, for me, just nailed that, like, embodiment of like harold ramus you know what i mean so well as as his granddaughter that like i I don't know to me like she absolutely carried the movie oh she did her her jokes were fantastic too oh yeah as dry and corny as they were yeah which was but i mean yeah i mean everybody was phenomenal in the movie but like she really for me i was like man yeah i'm excited to see you know what the future brings for it yeah, yeah, I love the uh, the setup at the end, and and spoilers out there for anyone because because a little bit of this is getting ready to blow open. If you haven't Are watched the movie, go Are we watch it. Spoilers? Oh yeah. Drop? yeah, they've had time. To okay, watch it. Yeah, that's true. All you right. can you can stream it illegally now and get a good picture. So okay. everybody's had plenty of opportunity. We're spoiling it. Let's go. <laughs> so um, the the best part was was of course obviously they're sitting there and you got the final scene with gozer going on and and you have the original three three of the four back and then you got mckenna grace over there and she's firing from the opposite side and she's having the battle you know the classic here's the bad stream and the good stream and they're pushing each other back and forth and gozer's winning and mckenna grace is sliding and then you had that arm i'd be like my cold chills just thinking about it you had that arm reach over and just grab her hand to steady it. And I lost it. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't help it. I was in big tears in the middle of the theater. And the camera pans around and you see him standing there helping her. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> and then, and then, and then when you see him stand next to the other three to join them in, in like fighting Gozer, I was just like, Oh my God. Like you never thought you'd see that again. Huh? Like right. it was really cool. It was, uh, it's one of those things, my wife, you know, she enjoyed the movie and she's not really into any of the, the nerd culture stuff I'm into, but she really enjoyed the movie. So that's how I knew it was a good movie and not me just, you know, overreacting because of the nostalgia pool. But she looked over to me and she was like, are you okay? And I couldn't answer. I mean, I was so choked up and I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And she's like, what's, I was like, I was like, honey, Egon was the first person that made it cool to be myself. It was right. the first nerd that was funny, 
witty, got the girls and was, was a cool nerd. I was like, that was yeah. the first one. Every one of Harold Ramis's characters was the cool nerd. Yeah. And really connected to me on that movie. I agree. And you know, my girlfriend, like she, she likes Ghostbusters just fine, but she's not like, you know, like we are about it, but she like, she, you know, we left the theater. And she was like, that was really good. Like that was just a good movie. And I was like, it was, it was a well done movie. I feel like even if you don't like Ghostbusters all that much, you would still take that away from that movie. Like that was just well done. Right. And the special effects being very practical and mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. So here is my theory and I want to get your take on it because I've not really got to talk to anybody about this. Oh, so opening scene, we got Egon leaving Shandor's mind. He's coming through the, you know, terror dog knocks the truck over. He gets out traps fail he goes inside but he grabs the pke meter that is now equipped with a massive taser on it mm -hmm. we get the spirit dog it comes up over the couch goes back in and it pulls the dana barrett where it's going to grab him he had buried the 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 one terror dog and under the floor so that way it goes or couldn't come back mm -hmm. most people that i've talked to tend to think that he shocked the terror dog and that he died of a heart attack I think he shocked himself as the ultimate sacrifice, knowing that if he got possessed, no one would be able to stop it because nobody was there. And I think he sacrificed himself to ensure that didn't happen, knowing that somebody would be along eventually to stop it. That's an interesting theory. I, I've seen it twice. I saw it once in theaters and then last weekend I bought it. So I watched it last weekend. And when the taser comes out on the PKE meter, it doesn't seem like it hits anything. Well, the, the, the attack comes from behind him in the chair, right? So he, right. yeah, it's obviously not the dog that he shocks. I just think the thing, or is it even a taser? Because people are calling it a taser. But what they if the PKE meeting, what if the PKE reading was so off the chart that the, the meters came all the way up and that was the current coming off of it or something. I don't even know that that's really a taser. I, Cause I've seen articles where it's like, Oh, now it has a taser on it. And it's like, yeah, but it didn't do anything. What if it was just like an off the chart reading that went, I don't know. I, it could be, it could anything. be, you know, I never thought about it. Cause I just went with all the stories leading up to it as well. The PKE meters now got a shocking taser on it. Yeah. But they never utilized it. So I would have yeah, thought that it never comes back used. up in the film. They really, oh, wait, yeah. no, it does. It does. That's how podcast gets covered with the marshmallows. He starts busting them with the taser at the end. Okay. You're right. So, okay. But still in the beginning, it wasn't really used. Like he didn't, I don't think he used it on, I don't know. It's one of those things I'd have to go back and look at again. So what I'm trying to do is get a Twitter campaign for Ivan Reitman to watch my video that I've done on this and see if we can get actual confirmation. Oh, you must him. Mean if this could mean, happen well you must mean jason now jay yeah, jason yeah jason oh, sorry rest in peace, rest in peace ivan. <laughs> yeah ivan reitman's been on my mind a lot over the past week or so so yeah but i thought i just i'm glad that he got to see you know this come to life and see his son following his footsteps and man participate in it one hell of a movie and yeah helped him helped him co-direct it and yeah Very so cool. 
let me ask you another another very controversial subject. Ooh. What were your thoughts on 2016? Answer the call. To be honest, I haven't seen it. Um, I've heard from people that, you know what, like it's either trash, it's complete trash, or that there was some like redeeming comedy in it. But here's the thing. Um, when I had first heard about this going into production, I was excited, obviously. It was like, oh, we're going to get a new Ghostbusters movie. Um, and then they announced the cast. I was like, cool, we're getting like a switch up. Like, because I always did think it was cool that like, uh, you, you know, there could be other Ghostbusters teams somewhere. There could be another group that starts another franchise and carries it on or whatever. And when they put out that first trailer, I remember something at the beginning of the trailer saying something like, um, I don't know, 30 something years ago, four scientists saved the world from whatever. Now a new team answers the call. And I was like, awesome. They're at least acknowledging the fact that there was a Ghostbusters before them. I was like, you know what? I've always said, can we cuss on the show? Yeah, let's, uh, I do keep it you know kid friendly yeah yeah, yeah. i just uh, did big know. audience but yeah well i've always said that i i would rather i would prefer a crappy sequel over a complete remake so even if this sucks i feel like maybe they're still acknowledging the fact that there was a ghostbusters team before them and then it turned out not to be that way at all and it was treated as a complete unnecessary remake right and that was disappointing um so no i can't fairly say that it sucks you know because i like i said i've not watched it i just don't have any desire to watch it now <laughs> a lot of people caught flack for this and and so, well yeah you're just you don't you just don't like it because there's women in it like no right. actually, you're not <laughs> you know what afterlife showed you how to do it with women in it right afterlife showed you that this is how it needed to be done and um that the issue of having women as a team was never a problem. I just think that's ridiculous. It just wasn't what Ghostbusters fans wanted, right? Per se. So yeah, yeah which I, and that's correct. It was it was not. You know, you're right. In the previews and everything, it was built up. We thought we were getting a sequel, and uh, it didn't turn out. It was set in a an alternate universe. Yeah, is how I look at it. Uh, they've never confirmed or denied, but uh, I'm a fan of Paul Feig. He's done some great movies. Um, I'm a huge fan of Melissa McCarthy. Uh, mm -hmm. I love everything she's ever done. Yeah. And uh, Leslie Jones stole the show as far as, you know, the, the comedic timing and yeah. everything. She was fantastic. Like, yeah. Like all these girls are funny. That's the thing. Like they're. Oh, they're, and uh, what's her McKenna? Uh, yeah. Mc, or, um, oh, um, oh, what's her no, name? Um, no, it's um, Kate McKinnon. Yes. Yeah. She, yeah. she was the probably the best thing about the movie was her and worth a watch just for her alone because she had a lot of the callbacks you would have expected for a for a female um a, a cross between vankman and spangler yeah that's and what I she was she had some really badass scenes where she whips out a couple of uh taser the pistols, pistols right I was yeah. like, that's cool. They got some new equipment. Awesome but why, why does this movie probably suck? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You got to go into it with the mindset of this is in an alternate universe. That's how yeah. I've, I've justified it in my head. 
Now, granted, well, I got a daughter who was born right when it came out. So obviously my heartstrings are tugged because I want my daughter to be into Ghostbusters. Oh, sure. And sure. she watched this film. But that's not what got her into Ghostbusters. She loves the 2016 movie. She likes Ghostbusters too. Okay. I like Ghostbusters too. Yeah. She, she woke me up at 5.30 in the morning on my day off and said, Daddy, can we watch Ghostbusters? Yes, I will get up at 5.30 in the morning with you crawling on me to tell me to watch Ghostbusters. No, no. I want to watch the one with the pink slime. Yeah. And Oscar. Yeah. Well. And, and so she loved it. We went and seen Afterlife together, you know, oh. and that's that's been she like uh, that one yeah so 2016 yeah. was able to introduce a new generation in and um uh, the comics they've had some crossovers with them i was like yeah i was gonna bring that up and where the universe is meld so so it's really cool when you're ready i highly suggest it's it's a good uh it's a good date night flick you know kick back have a couple beers put it on you'll laugh you'll look at some of the ghosts and be like oh my god they're very disney-fied Oh yeah. Uh, there, you know, it's a lot of bright colors and you know, marshmallow man makes his cameo in it. And it's not, uh, it's not all that flattering, but mm. you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Winston's cameo was really good. And the nod to Egon was really good. Ray's and, or, uh, you know, Ray and Peter, their cameos in it were awful. They were well, see, and that's, that was another thing. I was like, they, they've got everybody in there as cameos. So, like, why couldn't they just have short, brief cameos as their own characters instead of somebody completely different? Like, right. Uh, I just feel like it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, they're, they're I'm okay with misses. I'm okay with it because we got we got our comeuppance, man. We got right. We got the we got the one we wanted. So, yeah, Afterlife was was killer. If nobody's seen Afterlife, go watch it. Go watch yeah. it. See yeah. it. 15 times and make sure you stay for the two uh after credit scenes because one of them is a lot of fun but one of them is vital to the future of of this team so yes so on that on that note before we move away from ghostbusters what do you think the final end credit scene could mean moving forward and we're still spoiling stuff, so it's okay. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. No, we're, okay. yeah, it's wide. The containment unit is wide open. <laughs> uh, well, Dad, look, here we go. I mean, it's Winston, <laughs> Winston is funding this new team and going to help them out. And I'm hoping to see him become a regular with them. But he's definitely funding the team now. You know, you saw him go back in the firehouse at the end. And, you know, he mentioned, like, I'm, I'm going to get the Ecto 1 back up. And running and looking good again. I mean, yeah, he's putting this, he's gonna put this money into this into these kids because he's a he's like a what like a millionaire now, or like you know, he's he's right, like super stocks, you know, yeah, cryptocurrency, yeah. whatever the hell he bought, whatever he's doing. He, he bought yeah. Bitcoin at like five cents, you know. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, that's that's I mean really so, excited to see that. Now you've seen it a couple times. Now I've only seen the the final credit the one time in the theater. I haven't watched it when I, when I've went back and watched it uh, after that. Yeah. The containment unit. Was it in good shape or was it, there was a red light. I know blinking on it. Was that a, Hey, we need maintenance light. 
you know, maybe like it's got a leak in it, like in uh, Citizen Ghost from the the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Yeah. Or is this uh, just showing everybody that was in good shape? What do you think? I don't know. There might be something still in there. I, th- I think there's probably a couple things still in there. There's probably some stuff in there. So it'd be, it'd be uh, very interesting. You know, though, I didn't. I, I was kind of confused about one thing in the movie when when Ray was talking to Phoebe on the phone when she was in jail. And he's kind of explaining what happened and, and, and everything. And he said that the firehouse is a Starbucks now. It's like, no, well, no, it's not. It's still there. Winston's in it at the end of the movie. So I don't know if he was like just kind of make a joke or if he, I don't know, if there was some kind of continuity problem there. It makes you wonder because it seems like Winston has almost become Ray's keeper because he funds the bookstore. The bookstore, yeah. And keeps him afloat. Yeah. You almost wonder if Ray just, or Winston just kind of keeps him separate from it because maybe he dwells on it too much. Could be. And maybe he's just like, well, I'll keep him separate and away from it. I'll just tell him it turned into a Starbucks. That way he doesn't go down there to look at it again. That very well could be. Yeah. Yeah. Because Ray's character was very, that might be my only gripe with afterlife. I would have never thought that Ray and Egon would have had that rift. I can see everyone else. But those two men, they were, you know, they were tight. Yeah, did he felt they felt like Egon did him dirty, and then finds out at the end that it was uh, all for a good reason, and he, of course, changed his tune at the end of the movie. So, so do you yeah. think that the uh, the kids? Do you think that's what's going to continue the Ghostbusters? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was very curious on that. I think I, obviously Phoebe and Podcast, you know, are I think must moving forward in the universe. Agreed. Uh, the other two were fine, but they didn't have that shine. That yeah, there there was nothing besides their little love story. You know, there right. wasn't a whole lot of uh, busting going on with them. Where Phoebe and Podcast seem like they're they're solid. Yeah, yeah. So, did you ever watch Extreme Ghostbusters? You know, up and not not up until like maybe a few years ago, I'd started watching some of the episodes. I think they were on like Hulu or something, and I was like, nah, I'll check Which, it out. And I, and I was like, it, it was fine. I liked it. Um, I kind of feel that maybe that's where some of the inspiration for for Afterlife came from, with the team and all, you know. Right. But um, also, there was a there was an old. There was a few old uh, real Ghostbusters episodes where they had junior Ghostbusters. Do you remember that? Like, they were like kids. Uh, and they had their own little Ghostbusting thing. And they would, so like, I think when like the Ghostbusters would show up to know, bust a ghost or something, like they would, they would kind of keep track of like where they were going and they would like show up and kind of follow them and try to try to be Ghostbusters as well. But like, you know, it was, I was like, I bet- maybe that's where some of that came from too. I've been going back through and watching a lot of the lot of the cartoons, and uh, I tell you what, my favorite my favorite villain is probably Sam Hain or the Sandman. Yeah, they're both real cool. Yeah, but uh, do you think Ted Cruz looks like the Boogeyman? Uh, Most certainly, (laughs) Ted Cruz looks like the Boogeyman. And a matter of fact, that's kind of creepy. It is right. I I was watching that, and I seen. I was like, oh my god, that looks like Ted Cruz. Yeah. Okay yeah like next movie i'll be disappointed if they have the boogeyman and it's not ted cruz as, as ted cruz as boogeyman yeah <laughs> yeah 
All right. So, um, so off of that, now you do a lot of other really cool things on, on Facebook, which I haven't seen as much lately, but it was one of the things that I really did look forward to opening my phone or opening up Facebook and seeing your time trials and beating old Nintendo games. Oh yeah. Uh, What's the last game you beat? Um, it was a couple weekends ago. You know what? It was, uh, it was, it was turtles in time on super Nintendo. Yeah. And, and the, I, I don't get as much time anymore to sit down and play old video games. Like I used to back in the day, I was like hardcore into it because I didn't have anything going on really. I was like three, three, three games in a day. I would say, I know it was like, a, you know, yeah. Um, but now that I've, I do the artwork stuff is I just don't have enough time to sit down and play it, but I, I do pop them in every once in a while. So turtles, turtles in time was the last one. And you had, and, and the thing is I'd beaten it before, but I'd beaten it on like easy or something, but you don't get like the, uh, the actual ending until you beat it on hard. So I had to, I had to sit down and do that. So I was like, Phew. So yeah, made that happen. And yeah. Awesome. So desert island situation. All right. You have one game that you can take with you, and that's the last game you're ever going to get to play. And you got plenty of time. What game does Jason Shepard and what system does he take? Definitely Nintendo. And you're probably going to laugh at this. But Friday the 13th. Mm, no, I kind of had a feeling on that one. I love that game so much, man. Like, it's one of those games that, like, has just gotten this terribly bad rap over the years, right? Because people don't know, they don't know how to play it. And, like, right. when I first started playing, I didn't know how to play it either. But, like, and, of course, and, and nothing against them because James Rolfe is super cool, angry video game nerd, hilarious. But, like, you know, his whole thing where he bashes all the games that like LJN makes. Of course, that was one of them. But like, really, uh, it's a pretty well-made game. And if you know how to play it and you, and, you, and you find out your objective and what needs to be done in order to to achieve it, man, that game is super fun. Like, and yeah, I just love it. So like, it's one of those things where I can, I can beat it consistently every time, like without, without fail. So that's that's up there so an nes in friday the 13th yeah all right so you got a vcr uh-huh. on this desert island all right what one movie would you have in here praying that it doesn't get eaten by the vcr i'm looking back i'm looking back at my collection trying to like dude i don't know like I don't know. Um, you'd probably expect me to say Ghostbusters, but I don't know if that would be it. Um, that's a that's a tough one. We're gonna go with Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. That's interesting. Where I do sh- not think I've seen Chopping Mall. Where shopping can cost you an arm and a leg. <laughs> What year did this movie come out? Uh, 1986, I think. And uh, yeah, it's, it's okay. So it's about this. Um, it's about these, I guess they're, 
college aged kids and they're working uh, in the mall. They work in the mall, right? And they work in this like furniture store. And on a Friday night after the mall closes, they're planning on staying there overnight in the store to have a like six to eight people. They're all couples, you know, like party, right? And they're going to like drink and have sex, of course. And, Typically, and um, yeah, absolutely. And then um, <laughs> lo and behold, the mall has three new security robots that patrol the mall at night and um, for security, you know. And a lightning storm hits and just makes the robots go haywire and malfunction. And now they are not able to like determine who works at the mall and who is an intruder or whatever. So naturally they start going after these kids and um, like heads explode with laser beam shots and, and stuff. It's really, uh, it's really good stuff, man. It's like, it's like Oscar worthy cinema. Highly recommended. Um, <laughs> and you can find it on a, that's a joke, by the way, but I do still highly recommend it. But uh, you can find it on, I have the VHS of it, but you can get it on like, I think Tubi and Prime might have it. Amazon Prime might have it for free. Like it's it's pretty easy to find. So hey, Chopping Mall is cool. I like it a lot. Yeah. I might have, I'll have to check that out one night after I get A to bed. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I tell you, having a kid will change your, your, your TV viewing and movie watching habits really quick. Yeah. Especially when it's a daughter. When Dougie oh, yeah. was nine, I put in, he liked to bowl. And I was like, I got the perfect movie. We'll go home. It's Sunday afternoon. We'll watch the big Lebowski. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. The opening, opening yeah. scene, you know, full nudity just going right there. And I'm like, well, you've already seen yeah. this. So you might as well watch the movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then Ava, it's like, you know, they're kissing on TV. And I'm like covering her eyes and like, oh, no, go right. to the room. You yeah. know, we used to watch The Walking Dead. And I was like, well, you can't watch this. And you know, Doug, he watched all of it with me. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen Kingpin with uh, Woody Harrelson yes, and Randy yes. Quaid? that's a good bowling movie. Man. Yes, it's I love. So Kingpin. funny, like I laugh every time. It's just so good. Yeah, that's a uh, you know. Um, did you see Solo, a Star Wars story? Did you see I that? Seen it. Mm -mm. Okay, no Jedi's or anything like that in it, but Woody Harrelson makes a great character in that universe who, and you who like ron it? howard right yeah like, yeah he directed it right yeah, yeah yeah it's it's american graffiti in star wars it's oh that's awesome yeah a, i love american graffiti so yeah yeah it came off the heels of uh the last jedi so it caught all the right. backlash of people like well i'm not gonna give disney my money because i didn't like the last jedi which yeah. i i love the last jedi and people kill me all the time over it Solo is so underrated. And if you love Han and Chewie, it's perfect. I mean, it's, really? you know, you'll get past uh, um, Alan Reich or whatever his name is. He does a damn good job. You know, okay. not many people can play Han Solo. That's another one you should check out. Um, you know, I'll tell you, you know, you mentioned a movie that was very obscure. And I'll let you in on mine. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you seen Shaun of the Dead? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. I love Shaun of the Dead. It's uh, every time I hear Queens, don't stop me now. That's all I can think is they're in the pub beating the hell out of the, uh, you know, the barkeep. Yeah. There's one thing I remember from that movie and that's it. And it is the part where they're, they're throwing records at the zombies. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, 
I don't know. They're, I guess they're like reading the records as they're throwing them. And he's like, Batman soundtrack. And he's like, throw it. Yeah. Like, no. Of course, <laughs> Prince, Prince did the whole soundtrack for that. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's essentially a Prince album. But it's really cool. And uh, yeah, I was like, damn, like they just said they would throw the Batman album at him. No respect. So what music album do you have on this desert island? Oh, my gosh. All the hard hitting questions. Right. You're really putting me. Yeah, you're putting me in tough spots tonight. I'm going to go. I mean, I have to go. I have to go. I'm going to go Seven and the Ragged Tiger by Duran Duran. Nice, nice pick. Yeah, yeah. Is there one track on there that's going to get worn out? Shadows on your side. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shoot Duran Duran nerd, man. I love the Duran Duran. <laughs> Great band. Um, Duran Duran. There is a reference in Solo. One of the aliens is a reference to Duran Duran. <laughs> I got the- his uh, Funko Pop in the living room beside the TV. Okay, It's, it's in that movie and that that alien he's in the little group that uh harrelson leads and his his name is specifically a reference to duran duran so there's your i'll leave you with that hook so you'll at least watch solo it must be rio it is (laughs) yeah okay yeah worth the watch All all right yeah i'll check it out so what toy will you have on you to decorate your island with what action figure or what i have one right so um yeah and i know you got a lot and i see them drinking beer with you all the time or at least yes. used to oh they still do um i'm in this room right now where all of my old toys are like literally i have this room that i'm in and it's where like my my boombox cassette tapes video game systems all these old action figures and everything are just in mass abundance. And like, you could walk into this thing and it would take you like 20 or 30 minutes just to look at everything. Okay. I just noticed, is that Skeletor's uh, Ram head on your wall? It is because to my left here, I would move my laptop, but I'm afraid it'll, let me, let me see if if I can do it without (laughs) messing anything up. This is like my Masters of the Universe table oh over here. So I've got Shiva's Castle, Snake Mountain, Castle Grayskull. Um, it's it's a lot. I'm afraid to move my, but yeah, it's all there. So oh, that yeah, is fantastic. That is Skeletor's staff. Yeah, yeah. And it just dawned on me what it was. That's probably what I'm going with. I'm probably going with a He-Man toy out of everything. Um, I don't know what you want. Um, that's that's tough. Or you know what would be cool? You know the, the Ghostbusters ghost popper that shot the foam bullets? Yes. You could hunt you could hunt your food out there with that thing. 
<laughs> oh, no. Well, I might take that, man. Very, very like good. Some kind of weapon, yeah. All right, TV show. My last of my Desert Island questions. Okay. What TV show would you binge? I have a few favorites. Um, and honestly, it would be a toss-up between Moonlighting, Three's Company, or Married with Children. I think I'm going to go, as much as I love the other two, I think I'm going to go Married with Children because something about that just never never gets old it's the same stupid jokes and formula in every episode but it's highly entertaining stuff so every time it does and uh yeah i think i'm gonna go marry with children on that outlet that's awesome you know that was the only tv show that we ever sat down and watched as a family but you know my dad never watched a lot of tv but we would watch every sunday yeah so would we yep sunday nights yeah Shortly after The Simpsons, maybe a half hour directly after or a half hour later. It was uh, right. It was right after it. And I'm going to tell you, Sunday nights on Fox was like, well, Sunday nights in general on TV was like a really good night for TV. But Sunday nights on Fox was hot because you had. Well, so here's what we would do. We would watch. And I don't remember what time all these came on, but we would watch. Uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. America's Funniest People. And then The Simpsons. And then Mary with Children. And then in living color, and it was like, like <laughs> there's like three hours of just, you know, good stuff right there. But then you also had stuff like, uh, like Lois and Clark would come on Sunday nights. Or do you remember like, um, do you remember that show, um, Life Goes On? Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Qu- uh, Corky. With Corky. Yeah. yeah. We watched that every Sunday, man. That was just a good night for TV. Yeah, no, Sundays were fantastic. Then you'd get uh you'd get the Sunday night, you know, Disney would have the Sunday night movie. Oh, yeah, the Sunday night movie, yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh what was it? Ghostbusters used to come on once a year because we I didn't have a VH, you know, we didn't have a, a VHS. And the first few times I'd seen Ghostbusters outside the theater, it uh-huh. was because it used to come on once a year. I'm assuming it was probably around Halloween. Okay. That makes and sense. my mom would get in front of the TV and we'd get popcorn and we would watch Ghostbusters. uh, You know, that's one of my, my earliest memories of of some really good TV, but I remember it was only like once a year you got to see it. Wow. See, I've never, so, you know, actually oddly enough, going back to it, I'm fairly certain I was introduced to the Ghostbusters cartoon before I saw the movie. And then I was like, Oh, there's a movie. Well, I remember we used to get the, the advertisements for like um, Columbia house and you could get the movies through Columbia house. Yes. So one summer, my dad was like, all right, look, I'll let you get, you can pick some movies. And so I picked ghostbusters return of the Jedi crocodile Dundee. And then for whatever reason, Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman. Right. <laughs> I was like, get, just get Tootsie. I'm dad. Probably like it. Mom and dad would probably like it. So I got them and they came in the mail and I was so hype. And then I just started like, that's what look i'm y'all look i swear to god i'm cool i got a hot girlfriend but i'm a i was a nerd back in the day i would go out in my front yard in the summer on summer breaks after i would get up in the mornings i would watch ghostbusters i would go outside and walk around the yard and play in the yard 
and literally just for two hours, I would take like a knife and throw it into a tree over and over, just piddle around the yard and quote Ghostbusters from start to finish in my head. I was like, yo, I can't believe like I'm out here doing this, but like just because I was like so obsessed with it. So, yeah, but I think that cartoon was my like gateway to Ghostbusters. But then Columbia House sends us a free one. I don't think it was technically free. I think they still want us to pay for it. Right. Which but is, no one ever up, paid for it. No one ever. No, we, I don't think I, to this day we probably still have a bill. You know how many CDs um, I got? And I got a case oh, of yeah. that are CDs from that shit. And I don't know that I ever yeah. paid them at all. I, I'm sure they, that's probably why they went out and nobody, <laughs> everybody cleaned out their inventory and they never paid them for the stuff. Oh, right. a penny, whatever. They're not going to miss that. They also sent Good Morning Vietnam. And my oh, dad was like, whatever. Man. And they sent it as, for free. It was like their choice. They just sent it. My dad was like, whatever you do when I'm at work, do not let Jason watch this movie. Well, here's my mom on the phone with my aunt for two or three hours. I'm in there. I'm like, I'm going to watch Good Morning Vietnam. I was like, oh, that's a great movie too, man. But that is. Yeah. I don't know where we got on this. I don't know why we're, what got us, we talking about Colony House and movies and TV shows, Married TV. with Children. Oh, yeah. Sunday you know, Natural night Connection, Married with yeah. Children, Good Morning Vietnam. <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, Sunday nights. That was good stuff. I mean, are you there? You're like glitching out on me. I don't, I, you know, I'm out in the boonies still. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. So I still get, you know, horrible internet connection. It'll, it'll go in and out. I got you. Ours isn't that hot either. And I'm in the middle of the city. So yeah. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. So man, you really pressed me hard on those questions. Like, well, you know, that's, that's the toughest point. I like, I like anybody I ever sit down to interview. I got to give them the desert Island questions, you know, and that way, cause, cause most people normally can't think of one. Well, I hope that I've, I've given you some honorable answers, man. Yeah, they were, they were excellent answers. Excellent yeah. answers. Um, so I do have, I have another thing here before we get to a, a, uh, special, special reveal. All right. What how far do you keep up with the Ninja Turtles? Like uh, as far as movie wise. Um, you know, I saw that first Michael Bay one. Um, and I think at the time I liked it, but then looking back, I'm like, Oh, I really didn't. I didn't. I wanted to, I think. And that's why. And then I, I think one night I was like kind of drunk and I rented the second one that out of the shadows, I think it was called or something yeah. like that. And I just didn't make it very far. And I like, went to sleep and I've never had any desire to pick it back up. I've watched but, that one. Yeah. yeah I've like, not watched the other one though. I didn't watch the, oh, you didn't the watch first the, one. The first one. Yeah. Oh, oh. I can't get over them looking different. Looking like what they look like when we grew up. I know. And I tried to, I tried to embrace the change. I tried to be open to it, but it's like, oh, they're kind of hideous. Like <laughs> kind of hideous. Um, you know, did you ever see the 20, 2007 animated one called TMNT? Uh-uh. That's excellent. Excellent movie. So they're doing a CGI that's supposed to throw back to like the, the 90s Ninja Turtles. And oh. uh, I'm fairly excited about that if it actually goes through. I'm hearing Seth Rogen's connected to something. Is that it? Yeah, like, I think, yeah, I think an- that's the one he's, he's creating or directing or... I mean, I don't know if you direct a CGI movie or a cartoon movie or if you just write it. But uh, I'm pretty excited for that. And um, have you seen the video game they're getting ready to release? 
the Shredder's the, uh, Revenge. Yeah, that looks cool. It yeah, does. I'll be playing. Play April that. and Splinter are playable characters. I think Casey is too. Yeah. Casey oh, is he really? I haven't seen. Wait, I no. didn't see him on there. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. No, I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So. So, who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Oh God, I don't know. You know. I don't know. I like all of them for their, all their different traits, but I will tell you this. When I play the games, and it's it's like no matter what Turtles game I pop in, Donatello is my go-to. Yeah, Donatello is everybody's go-to. On video games, he's the he's it's because of the, totally he's the best. Got that, he's got that reach, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. Especially on the NES game. Oh, yeah, for sure. The first one. Yes. Yeah. yeah me and a buddy were, uh, he's got it on his phone. And uh, I'd heard it. I was sitting in the showroom and I kept hearing something. And I was like, that, that sounds familiar. I was like, I know that eight bit sound. And so I started walking around. I caught one of my guys at his desk. And they're like, why are you not working? <laughs> but you probably let that one slide. Like, yeah, Oh yeah. No, I just, I went over there and watched him. I mean, I was, <laughs> that's all good. Man. I was like, you're playing Ninja Turtles. He's like, yes. I was like, have you, are you made it to the kelp level yet? Are you at the swimming level? And he's like, no, I haven't made it there yet. <laughs> uh, you know, I never understood. Everybody like says that's like one of the worst levels ever in video oh, games. I hated it. I hated Dude, it. It's so easy. Oh, I never, no. I never had a problem with that. I've, I've actually beaten that game a handful of times. But as a kid, no, I couldn't beat it. But I never had a problem as a kid getting past that like water level at all. I, I just oh, never had anybody's complaint with that. Yeah. I always, I hated every water level. Like Mario, the worst uh, levels on Mario. I mean, they are cheap, cheap bridge and uh, the water level. Water levels are notoriously crappy. I mean, they are. They're not fun, but yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. All right. So uh, another question for you. All right. You've watched He-Man Revelations. Oh, yeah. All right. I've only don't don't spoil it. I've not seen the last half, the last second half. I left off with with Mega Skeletor. Oh, so you haven't seen the whole like second season. It's really what, good. Did you enjoy it? I did. I really did. Yeah. Like, and uh, I'm not a big Kevin Smith guy, you know? Like, I just don't, I've never liked Clerks and all those movies. I just, you know, Jay and Silent Bob, I never got into that. Man. It's never whatever. And don't necessarily like him. I just kind of like, yeah, there's something really kind of obnoxious about the guy, but like, <laughs> you know what? And a lot of people, a lot of people gave him a hard time, um, especially the way that last, that first season ended. Um, but the way they pick it back up and, and carry it on in part in the, you know, in the second season, it's like, you got to give the guy a chance. Like he, 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 he did a really good job with it. Yeah. Like, um, totally different vibe you know than the than the original cartoon back in in the 80s but i mean like it is a continuation of that storyline that whole like nothing none of that's really changed like and and yeah i think it's really good man i enjoyed both of those seasons like a lot so yeah awesome i was looking up there of course obviously you showed us the the very impressive man i wish i would have how did you how did you keep all your shit from when you were little man well man you know what I didn't uh, a lot like some of some of the stuff I had for when I was a kid like all my He-Man stuff um man I just sold it for whatever reason in like 2009 I think to some collector just because I wanted to get rid of it and I sold everything I had which was a lot 
for a hundred bucks, 150 bucks, something like that. And I was like, immediately started like kicking myself for it. Right. So I was like, so uh, I think it was like 2017 or so. I was like, you know, it'd be cool to have some of that stuff again. And then some of that stuff became a lot of it <laughs> three times what I had when I was a kid. Yeah. So I, 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 there's a guy in Frankfurt actually. And, um, it was a friend of mine and he was like, you know what, man, like I've, I've got all this old human stuff. I'm talking like accessories, weapons, everything like snake mountain, complete all this stuff. He's like, I will literally let it go to you for like 200 bucks. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'll do it. So I bought it. And then like, from there I started building on that. And now I've got this like this crazy, crazy collection, but yeah. And that kind of, and that kind of, that's kind of how all that started. Like I started like going out and like, like I've, I've got a friend that lives in Tennessee now and there's a lot of um, toy houses down there and, and, and cool places that sell this. Like you can't really find this stuff around here in Lexington that, that, that often, like you get really lucky if you do, but um, places like Tennessee has a lot of that stuff. So I was going down there and, and picking up stuff every time I go down there. And so most of my stuff came from just the past few years of just finding it and being like, uh, but I'm at a point where I'm running out of room. And so I'm, I'm kind of putting a halt on that. And I'm like, man, like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just kind of there for looks. It's not like I'm playing with it. Right. <laughs> so, um, as much as I kind of want to sometimes, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm kind of done with it, but definitely like having what I have. So it's pretty cool. There were a few that, you know, I go through because now retro toys in, you know, like Walmart are like all the rage, like the He-Man stuff. And it's like the original looking packaging, all the Star mm -hmm. Wars stuff is coming in like original Star Wars packaging. Mm -hmm. Hell, the Marshmallow Man. I wanted yeah. the Ghost, but the, you know, the Kenner Ghostbusters and everything. I picked up Stay Puft, but um, I've got those Kenner Ghostbusters in the package that they re released hanging on my wall right now. Like, dude, yeah, I could only find there was, yeah. I ran across Winston and Ray. And at the time, I was under strict orders not to purchase anything else. <laughs> I got the state puff just because I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting state puff. Yeah. I was like no argument there. I'll, I'll leave the other ones, but state puffs coming home. Yeah. Um, but it seems like all that stuff and I'll go through and I'll see like battle cat and I'll see a Skeletor. And I'm like, man, I'd really, there was a Skeletor Christmas ornament at Walmart. And I had to go back and forth because I got, I wound up getting uh, Pikachu and, and Mando with, with child. And uh, I chose those... Mando with Child over Skeletor. But, man, I really wanted Skeletor. I went back to pick him up after Christmas. I was like, yeah, they'll be like half price at Walmart. I'll just buy everything. And yeah. they, they took them all down. Yeah. Are those back there ornaments? Is that what I'm seeing? Or... Yeah, these two here are. Uh, yeah. I got a couple more ornaments hidden back here in my mess somewhere. Yeah, but yeah my wife's put me on, on strict. No, you don't need any more junk. Like, don't come home with a toy or <laughs> you in the doghouse. yeah no she put that on there and i was like well i was like i do have this grogu and i took she's a picture like, i was like he's cute and she's like okay but nothing else the next day this guy comes to work and gives me a uh a coffee mug and i text okay, her i was did, like yeah i was like coffee mug stand at work <laughs> yeah okay there you go yeah like um so you liked he-man revelations yeah, and I was looking while you while you took a break there, and I see the original NES box. Is that your original NES from when when you were a child? 
No, it's not. A friend of mine, the, the, the guy I said who lives in Tennessee, he, uh, before he moved, he, uh, I don't know how he happened across that, but he got it. It was like, you, you can have it. And I was like, dude, that's really cool. So it's got, yeah, it's got, you know, it's got all the, um, the manuals and the warranty guides and all that stuff in it too. So nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. The Atari, yeah. Is that an Atari 2600 to the side of it? It is. And that is hooked up right across from me right now on another TV. Nice. Yeah. What game is in it? In my Atari right now? Yeah. Please say Yars Revenge. It's not, but I do have Yars Revenge and that is a great game. Yars I Revenge think, is my favorite Atari game. I think it's, um, I'm probably going to say it wrong. It's um, Tutankhamun. Oh yeah, <laughs> King Tut, King Tut, like Tutankhamun. Okay. But they shortened it. Okay, so they short. It's a fun game. But what they did was they shortened it to Tutankhamun because they couldn't fit the whole name of Tutankhamun on the arcade cabinet. So they was just like call it Tutankhamun. And so yeah, the I've got the Atari game in there right now. So. You like run through these like pyramids and stuff and collect treasures and yeah. So what's your favorite Atari game? Oh God. Cause I mean, hell by the time we met Atari was kind of, uh, you know, Fading it was out. kind of out of, out of fashion. Oh, I'm looking. Dude. I don't know. I would say. <laughs> Kool-Aid man's one of them. Oh, there's a Kool-Aid Mandatory game? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there is. Um, yeah, there he is. I love Kool-Aid, man. He's yep. he's just, he's he's cool. He's just busting through walls and yelling at people. Um, Star Raiders is really good, dude. That's, that's fun. Because you they, they, it has like a it has like a special pad that you use for it to where you can like was it the round like the thing you hold with the round knob like no it's like a it's like a button i'm looking right at it but i can't grab it it's like out of reach um it's like a square it's like a remote control for your tv but like big and fat and it's got all these buttons on it and it's like thrusters and different views and things that you can look at and switch views and uh, it was just a really fun game, but I honestly have got to say probably my favorite Atari game is, um, dude, I don't know. I love ET. I do love okay. ET a lot. That's another that's, one. Of those that's games. interesting because that is considered the most hated video game app. Like, like didn't Atari like supposedly bury millions of copies out in the middle of the desert? They did in a landfill, and there is a documentary about that where they go and dig them up. Oh, and, really? Uh, what's his name? Howard, whatever his name is. He he developed ET and Raiders of the Lost Ark and Yars Revenge. Um, he goes out to the site and watches them dig these things up. And actually, at the end, when he's there and watching these things come out of the ground, it gets really emotional because he gets really emotional. I'm like, oh, my God, like, dude, <laughs> it's a cool document. I can't remember the name of it, but like, just look up like E.T. Atari game documentary about Atari. And like, you'll you'll I mean, it's it's great. I can't remember where I watched it. It might have been on like a free trial on Netflix, like way back in the day or something. But <sighs> dude, I don't know, Atari. Um, 
I I still haven't named my favorite game. Okay, <laughs> honestly, and I don't even like the I don't even like the band that much. But Journey had an Atari game called really? Escape. Yes. Here's the premise: you have to get all four members of Journey. You're out in the middle of space somewhere at a rock venue. You have to get all four members one at a time through the venue while groupies and promoters and everybody are trying to hound you and steal your money and stop you from getting to your spaceship, which is a like scarab that flies through space. And once you get like Steve Perry on the <laughs> ship and flies off, then you got to get like their, their guitar player and then their bassist and then a drummer and then you beat the game. And then you get like a little like Atari, like eight bit, like don't stop believing. <laughs> it's like it like literally plays while you're while you're running through the venue that's a great game it's fun all right speaking of 8-bit music all right all right so here here's a good one what was your first 8-bit ringtone on the first cell phone that you were able to have the the different ringtones on when you were able to customize it and everything had that kind of 8-bit sound You mean nothing that I like downloaded specially, but the, it just came with the the phone. No, no, no. One that you put on there, not the generic like do 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 do. So you were just making an assumption that I'm nerdy enough, right? I, no, like, I know you are. That's, that's not an assumption. Yeah, mine was Ghostbusters. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> to download an eight bit Nintendo ringtone, but you would be correct. Yes, <laughs> and I do remember what it was. It is the, um, it's the first stage on Batman for NES. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That was my, my first, like, I was like, you know what? That, that, that shit's hot. I'm going to, I'm going to download it. Ringtone. There, that was it. I had Ghostbusters and obviously the uh, first level of Mario was oh yeah popular one i mean that's yeah. that's a classic yeah so the reason we wound up here tonight was i've been hounding you for a while and you've been super busy and i really really wanted someone to to kind of invent the powerbomb nation and and bring my little buddy that that's been with me since the start of this back in gosh 2014 20 no 2015 long? august of 2015 okay and i've had the same little purple rhino but he didn't have a lot of life to him and i've never been able to find that graphic again so i've been stuck and i knew what i had in my head and i knew there was only one person that i could trust that would bring this to life so do you have any insights to the creative process before we do the reveal um are we are we am i allowed to reveal spoilers or is this going to be like because it's not really your first time showing it off right oh yeah no everybody's seen it and yeah. the people listening to it on the podcast well they're they're just going to have to go to the facebook page and check it out themselves yes well no basically it was it was as simple as it went down like you asked me to do it so what did you have in mind and then you were like this 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 and this and i was like um i'm 
I'm like basically gonna like this is gonna be like one of my favorite things to draw ever because it's so much like pop culture junk that you and I grew up with right so I'm like I mean I would draw this stuff anyway right so <laughs> let's do it but yeah I mean no I, I don't really know how to explain creative processes other than like I have a really just good did. vivid like an imagination and I can just start as soon as you start naming stuff I can like already see how I'm going to lay it out or what it's going to look like or you know what I mean and so I like literally went home and took all of these things I went down the list I was like he wants this and it this 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 and just laid it all out and there it was I mean I just had been stewing on it since we talked about it and then I went home that night or the next night and just made it happen I don't know like well let's just- take a look we'll show everybody here that maybe has not seen it bam there it is Truly for some beautiful. reason, it's probably coming back inverted on the screen, or at least it is on my side. On my screen, it looks like it would when you're looking at it. So, okay, yeah. good. So it's just on my end. Um, so yeah, yeah, this is my big purple rhino. Um, I'm a huge Rocksteady fan, and and hence that's... I, okay, so I love the rhinoceros. Remember when we went on a field trip in elementary school? We went to the zoo. Oh, yeah. There was one animal I wanted to see. That was the rhinoceros. Do you know I cried on the bus home because the rhinoceroses were sick? We did not get to see the rhinoceros. Bust. I have been a fan of rhinoceroses my entire life. And uh, obviously, Rocksteady was a big inspiration in this. Uh, Everybody knows that the Powerbomb Nation, we we started out and we've interviewed wrestlers from all over the world. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Teddy Long. He was a mainstay in WWE. The Patriot Del Wilkes mm-hmm. was a mainstay in WWE in the 90s. I've had both of them on the show. And uh, so the tribute to Macho Man Randy Savage, right there, right there in, in the left hand. Skeletor in the right hand. Uh, the Skeletor was all Jason's idea. And uh, it was a fantastic addition because I didn't really know what to expect. I just knew... It would be cool if he was playing with some toys yeah. and uh, Jason thought, well, how about if he was like playing with, with a rubber eighties wrestler and like a He-Man or Skeletor and, and he had him like fighting. Make him fight. Yes. Um, what was your favorite, your favorite part to design on this beautiful masterpiece? I mean, that's, I can, I'm still staring at it days later. I'll pull it up on my phone. And I just like look at it and I'm like, man, freaking <laughs> awesome. Thanks, man. I'm just really glad you like it. But it came out exactly like how I visualized it in my mind to look like. So I'm really happy with it. Uh, I don't know. I I just, as a whole, it's it's pretty, honestly, I, Skeletor is probably, I love, I love the way that came out. Like it just really looks like the figure, you know? Um, yep. the Ghostbusters outfit. Uh, I mean, the ecto goggles are cool. I like the way that screenshot, that Mega Man uh, screen, looks back on the TV. Yeah, and that's a great Mega. It's a classic Mega Man game. Oh, that's such a great game, man. Yeah. yeah um, honestly, I think just the whole layout in general. Like, I'm so happy with it. Like, uh, I was, I was wanting to do. 
when you mentioned make it look like a garbage fail kids card i was really hoping i could do it justice because i i was looking online to 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 try to find like um garbage pail kids cards like templates or something that i could work with and draw inside of that there was nothing there was literally nothing so i had to look at an old garbage pail kids card and just work it by hand like i because I, I had nothing to go on so i'm really happy with how that came out like that just really frames everything up really nicely and and i i just think that came out great so but skeletor I, I just keep looking at him he's just so cool about it yeah, it's just like, I just want to sit here and I'll just stare at it. I know where it's positioned because I purposely put it over my microphone so I know which way to look. Yeah. Uh, but everybody I've showed this to, you know, I, I showed it off to a few of the guys at work. And uh, I would do it like, the you know, when you sent me some of the updates tonight, one, my guy that I told you I, I busted playing the Nintendo on his phone. Yeah. So I went up to him. I was like, dude, you'll appreciate this. I was like, check this out. And it was just your, you know, the black and white drawing oh yeah he's like oh man that's cool and then but mm -hmm. I, when i showed him the finished product with all the color in it and everything i mean yeah. his jaw hit the floor <laughs> you know, i went up to the it department because i was like there's that's my whole group of nerds i know they'll all appreciate it yeah and so you know i go into the it department i show them i'm like look at this this is so cool <laughs> oh man i'm just glad you're so happy with it right oh yeah no it's going to uh pretty soon there will be that will be the hoodie I am known for wearing my hoodies when I'm not in my shirt and tie. And uh, that is going to be my hoodie of choice as soon as I can get it, get it onto a logo or onto a, a sweatshirt and get it here. Yes. I would like to actually, I have no problem with buying one of those from you, like once they're ready. So yeah, as soon as I can get it, it's still in the review process on my, on my, my shop site. Uh, so as soon as it goes live, I'm going to have a, a premium sweat uh, hoodie. And then I think I'm going to do a coffee mug and, yeah. and maybe, maybe a hat. Yeah. And, and I think that's what I'm going to rock with. And then I'm going to do some, uh, maybe some, some promotion. So if you're out there, make sure that you follow on the Facebook page, like the YouTube channel. We just started a YouTube channel um, over the past, I guess it's been about a year, but it's been very sparse, but uh, make sure you like all that stuff. There's going to be some giveaways where you too can wear this beautiful Jason Shepard original on your chest and show off your love for the Powerbomb Nation. Absolutely. And you know what? While we're just talking about that, um, if you all want to follow me, uh, you care if I plug my like social no, media? No, absolutely. Go for it. Okay. Yeah. JasonShepardArtworks.com. Um, that's W-O-R-X. Um, or you can go to Facebook and find me on there under that same name and on Instagram under that same name. So Jason Shepard Artworks. And um, yeah, any support is always appreciated. Always open for commissions. So if you guys have something in mind that you want me to bring to life for you as a wedding gift or a birthday gift or just something for yourself, anything like I can do it. So uh, let me know. And yeah, there you go shameless promotion man that's what's no, all no, about there's no such thing as a shameless promotion man you got to oh, put yourself true. over that's very true that's very one true. thing i learned in the wrestling business is no one else is going to put you over so you better damn well do it yourself yeah uh, yeah and uh so that that's normally my ending segment i was going to ask you to put yourself over anyways but you beat me to the punch so do make sure that you check out jason's page there's some really cool stuff if you're a fan of the x-files 
There's some Mothman stuff on there. I think you got some Bigfoot. Now you've done some artwork for a uh, pizza company up in Lexington. Yeah, Goodfellas. Yeah, so Goodfellas Pizza, huge pizza company here, and they um, had for the past, I guess, a couple of years have have hired me to do their. Um, they'll have like special staff bourbon picks, and they'll and they'll you know they'll bottle it up and. Um, they had hired me to do their uh, labels, like the decal labels for the bottles. So they'll give me the idea and tell me to run with it. And then I'll crank it out for them and then they'll turn them into decals and then put them on the bottles. So, yeah, I've been doing work for them still. I just finished up one um, last week uh, for them. So that's been a really good working relationship and, and they treat me really well. So good people, great pizza. Like if you're in Lexington, go, go eat Goodfellas. Like there's two locations, one downtown and one, one down on Manchester street down the uh, distillery district. So yeah, worth a visit for sure. Absolutely. Now uh, you also finished up, I know you just finished up a, a children's book, but I know one, I have a little more vested interest in the one you've done before with Ballinger. Yeah. Um, and Ballinger actually done four years ago. He had thrown down a track that I've since lost and do not have anymore, but it was the intro to the Powerbomb Nation. I uh, can guarantee you that Chris still has that track and all you have to do is get hold of it and, and he will dig that out and resend it to you. I'm I need to reach out to him. Yeah, or I can, you know, I talk to him just about every day when it comes to this, the book and everything like that that we've done. So I can kind of mention it. Well, if, you, if you mention it to him, I'd appreciate it. I'll reach out to him yeah. and see if, uh, see if he still has it. He sent it to me. I've dug through all my emails and everything and couldn't find it, but uh, you all done a, a children's book. Uh, won't you tell yeah. us a little bit about that? Chris, I think like six years ago, um, contacted me and said, Hey man, like I've got this idea in mind for a children's book and I'm, starting to sort of flesh out the ideas for it but it's he had started writing it it was kind of a slow process for him to get it done and he would kind of attack it from time to time and um but he's like i want you to illustrate it you know whenever it's it's done and i was like yeah yeah just let me know well here we are it's like I, I i really think it's been about six years and he finally contacts me last um i think it's, it was a year ago and he says, hey, I'm ready to, I'm finally done with this book. Let's get it cranking. So we we started the book. I, it took me because I had so much going on and so many little festivals and shows that I was doing. It took me almost a year to finish it, but we got it done. And uh, it's called The King Who Forgot. And basically it's, uh, it's about this king and this, he's this jolly, happy king and this, big happy beautiful peaceful kingdom and you know like the, the knights have no reason to fight and everybody's just happy and everything's fine and the king just for whatever reason one day wanders off from the kingdom into this place called the forgotten forest where once he's there you just forget who you are and basically his family the the the, the queen and the um and the son devise sort of a plan to go get them and bring them back home but while he's away the kingdom starts decaying and starts like uh you know kind of spiraling out of downhill and and so they uh well i'm not gonna spoil it for you but yeah so 
Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, and I just a go ahead. You know, we just turned from a podcast to an audio book. So uh, we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of, we actually, we are working on um, doing an audio book uh, for that as well, but the book is available on Amazon prime, but like there's, there's a lot that you can, you can kind of take from it. Like you can almost take um, sort of a, maybe a, a moral of like, no matter how big or how far you get in life, don't forget where you've come from. Or he even mentioned maybe there's a little bit of like uh, in some of the wording, there's maybe some like religious uh, stuff in there that you could pull from it. Like adults might uh, pull from from that or um, there, there's a lot for kids to enjoy. But also, I think there's a lot of content in there where adults can kind of maybe pick up on a few things like, OK, I kind of see what they were or what he was going for with that. But but um it's gotten a lot of good feedback and, and, and every, you know, I've ordered a ton of physical copies and I've sold all those out and I need to order more. So yeah, but you can get it on Amazon prime, just go to Amazon prime or Amazon. Sorry. And uh, I just type in the King of Forgotten. It'll be one of the first things that pops up. So. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. So make sure yeah, everybody like- go out there and check that out. Check out uh, Jason on his Facebook page. Like you said, Jason Shepard artworks with an X instead of a K uh got your own website all that said.com and you can check out tons and tons of his artwork there give him a call like he said if there's anything you need done trust me this man can do it uh i've already got you a couple referrals coming from our nintendo i'll go ahead and plug a nintendo group i'm in on facebook it's nintendo 30 years old and over uh fantastic group if you're looking for a you know, a group for us old souls to hang out and talk about Nintendo. This is a fantastic group. And uh, I showed off the artwork there the other night and got very good response on it. And uh, a couple guys was like, hey, I need you to hook me up with your graphic artist. So uh, send him your website and all that good stuff. I did make sure to tell him that that I sent you. So if you get some stranger and he says, you know, you done the, the purple rhino for this dude. Make sure to double charge them. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. Cool. All right. <laughs> uh, any final words? Any parting words? Well, I just want to tell you that while you and I have spoken through Facebook for several years now, it's nice to sit down and get face to face with you again via Zoom, however face to face that is, and talk to you and get to. I mean, it was just really cool, man. Um, Absolutely, man. Yeah, I feel like we could have gone two more hours and. Uh, Oh, we well, I kind of wanted to. I was kind of hoping we would touch back on some like old Peaks Mill memories, but I mean, you know, maybe that can come another day. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you know, we'll we'll have a we'll have a follow up. Maybe we'll just go out and you know have a drink one night, and uh, you know, you you and your you and your girl and me and my wife, we can get a babysitter for the kid and the double date. Yeah, yeah, yeah go out and have some have some good fellas pizza. I'd love that. That'd be <laughs> good. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. But I appreciate you so much having me on, man. It was a lot of fun. Like, uh, really enjoyed talking about all this stuff. So thank you. Absolutely. It, it's, it's been my pleasure. On behalf of the Powerbomb Nation, Jason, we thank you for joining us tonight. You've done a tremendous job with the logo here that we're we're all going to stare at for, for years to come. And I can't wait to see what other situations our good buddy Powerbomb the Rhino, which you have officially named, by the way. Oh, did I? Well, he, I did. He's name, got it on the he's got it on his, on his logo. So I mean that's you know, that's kind of got to be his name moving forward. I mean, it's only only fitting, right? Right. Yeah. So uh we appreciate you coming on. 
As always, Powerbomb Nation, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you know every time we drop one of our world-class interviews here. Thank you so much and peace out. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. You are now leaving the Powerbomb Nation. Thank you.